0: Hello fellow rebel capitalists, hope you're well. Fox News is going viral right now for coming out and basically predicting the end of the dollar and hyperinflation because all these brick countries are settling transactions in Non dollars. So let's go right over to Twitter and check this out. We're actually going to hear a part of this clip that I think is completely ridiculous. <laughs> but It just goes to show you that you can't listen to any of the mainstream media. It's all complete garbage, whether it's Fox News or CNN. I don't know which one's worse, probably CNN, but let's get over to Twitter and check this out. This is the tweet I sent out earlier. Fox News is talking about hyperinflation because BRIC countries are settling in non-dollars. There are many reasons, and this is true. The U.S. could experience high levels of inflation. In fact, throughout this entire decade, I think it's going to be an inflationary decade similar to the 1940s, but I said the fact that BRIC countries are settling outside of the dollar is not one of them. (laughs) And this will not lead to hyperinflation. Why most of you guys know this because there's so much dollar denominated debt out there. That's always going to create demand for dollars, especially if the amount of dollar denominated debt globally is increasing. So I said, ignore the media focus on dollar denominated debt. If you start to see that percentage of global debt denominated in dollars really coming down, then. Uh, you're not going to worry about hyperinflation, but you're going, that could be significantly inflated. That could be a big deal. And that could be a sign that the dollar is really losing reserve currency status or it's slowly deteriorating. I think that's probably a better way to say it. And that what these BRIC countries are doing by quote unquote de-dollarizing is leading to less demand for dollars. Uh, Well, I should say significantly less Demand because I think it will add to less demand. It's just a matter of if you've got a 100-gallon tank and you lose two drops, yes, you're you're losing water, but is it substantial? Is it significant? Not really. So here is a chart of global dollar-denominated debt. You can see it in green. This goes back to 2019. And uh, the second-place contestant here is the euro, as you would imagine. It is in blue. Third place, yen, and all other currencies, not even worth putting on the chart. <laughs> now, this was in 2019. Has that changed recently with the de-dollarization of BRICS and the sanctions against Russia? Probably. It might have changed a little bit. But uh, has that green line decreased big time? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. If it had, then why are we seeing all the swap lines, Right why are we seeing all of these uh banks go to the discount window what, what what are they going there for ah that's right they're going there for dollars uh why are we seeing the 1 month treasury trade at 75 basis points under reverse repo oh well that's what what is a t bill it's just a long dated treasury or excuse me it's a long dated dollar <laughs> so it's <laughs> there's demand for dollar denominated collateral as an example uh, not that these swap lines are new, but they've modified them to where they're now daily instead of weekly. So if there was just plenty, if there's an oversupply of dollars, why do we have these swap lines? Again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't expect inflation throughout the rest of this decade. I think we should, but, uh, I'm saying that we're not going to get what I would consider hyperinflation. We're not going to get 50, 60, 70, 80% inflation as exclusively as a result of these brick countries quote unquote de-dollarizing. Although, although that may add a tailwind to inflation, there's a big difference between 10% inflation and hyperinflation. And as another example, before we get into the clip, let's look at and this is something that nobody talks about. We actually have historical data on currencies when they lose reserve status, such as the British pound. It <laughs> wasn't that long ago that it was the reserve stat or it was the the reserve currency. Remember Bretton Woods, 1944. Oh, it's 70, 80 years ago. I mean, not that long in the history of the world. The question becomes what happened to the inflation rate in the UK when the pound was no longer the reserve currency? Did they have hyperinflation? Was it Weimar, Germany? Were the UK citizens just pushing around wheelbarrows full of their currency units just to buy a gallon of milk? <laughs> now. Here's the inflation rate or the closest thing to it, their CPI, that you have from 1949. I couldn't get it all the way back to World War II, but uh, approximately 20 years after Bretton Woods there. Uh, it maxed out in 1951, call it 8%, 9%. A far cry from quote-unquote hyperinflation. Let's look at this clip, and then I'll give you some comments, some further comments on that. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, just a component here, just a couple minutes
1: announced this week that russia will begin using the chinese yuan uh for international payments instead of the dollar saudi arabia is also in talks with beijing to do the same thing speaking of saudi arabia meanwhile they are in talks uh with iran as well to consider an economic alliance with china in Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These countries all have emerging economies. So what happens if our economy and the US dollar are no longer the world's dominant currency? Former Assistant Treasury Secretary. So, first and foremost, there, he's taking
0: quite a leap by <laughs> <laughs> saying, Oh, the BRIC countries are forming this alliance. So, what happens when the dollar is no longer the reserve currency? As if the majority of currency units flow between countries. Is the government of Brazil? sending a lot of currency units to the government of Russia or vice versa, or is it businesses? I, I think that a lot of times we assume that the government can go ahead and just implement this by decree, right? I mean, you could look at the United States. If they come out and say, okay, well, from now on, all the uh, oil we're buying, if we have to buy oil, We're going to pay for it in whatever. We're going to pay for it in uh, Indian currency or the Mexican currency. Let's say the the Mexican peso. We're going to go ahead and uh, buy all of our oil in Mexican pesos. We've got a bunch of FX reserves, and we're going to go ahead and utilize them. Okay, does that mean that uh, Procter & Gamble, does that mean that Nike, does that mean that Apple are going to go ahead and start selling their iPhones for Mexican pesos? No, and I understand that it's an input cost. I get it. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, the businesses on the ground are going to be making these decisions. It's not really going to be the central planners. So you say, "Okay, George, well, how do we know if they're gradually starting to change the way they transact?" They meaning the, the private sector, the businesses in the what's left of the free market. Well, that's when it goes back to the dollar denominated debt. Because when they start to have less and less demand for dollars, uh, in a meaningful amount then you would see that dollar debt going down you would see them paying it off and you would see them taking out loans in other currencies because that those are the currency units they need in order to grow their business or for their inputs that go into that end product again that's the secret formula that's that's the or the secret tool just look at that dollar denominated debt
1: And host of the Monica Crowley podcast, Monica Crowley, is here to weigh in. Monica, great to see you this morning. Uh, Let's start right there. What happens if these emerging economies move away from the U.S. dollar towards the Chinese yuan?
2: Well, good morning, Will. It's great to be with you, and it's really hard to overstate exactly how catastrophic the abandonment of the U.S. dollar would be. Um, as the world's uh, global reserve currency. Look, since the end of World War II, the dollar has been the safe place to go, and it's been backed up by a couple of things. It originally was backed up by gold, but President Nixon took, took us off the gold standard, so there's no hard asset backing up the dollar anymore for the last 50 years. But also it's been backed up by the strength and economic power of the United States, and the fact that oil has always been traded in dollars. If that were to end, that would mean the end of the U.S. dollar. Look, that-
0: yeah, that so that's where she loses it. It is true that if the United States lost its reserve currency status just overnight or within the next year or so, that would be catastrophic. Um, but just because the the brick nations are trading oil for yuan, or just because Saudi Arabia is going to settle transactions or the oil they sell. China they're going to accept yuan instead of dollars that, that in no way means that the dollar is is losing its reserve status. again I'm going to beat a dead horse here. you just got to look at that global dollar nominated debt as a percentage of overall global debt and as long as that's going up the the you know China and Saudi Arabia can do all they want but the businesses that are actually on the ground are saying no 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 we want to transact in dollars.
2: There is a perfect storm happening right now, Will. The, the world's uh, reserve currency, being that uh, having that status, has been a real privilege. But we've abused the privilege by wholly reckless monetary and fiscal policies over many years, certainly over the last couple of years, which has really devalued the dollar. On top of that, now you do have this perfect storm of...
0: So i just like to remind this gal that the dollar, uh, what, in the last two years, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, has gone from about 90... 90- all the way up to 112 on the DXY, and that's a measurement of the dollar against other fiat currencies. And right now it's hovering about 103 or 104. So <laughs> it's just blatantly false. Now, it is true that the dollar has lost a substantial amount of purchasing power relative to goods and services here in the United States. But to say that it's, it's imploded globally, uh, it's just not true. I'm no fan of the dollar. I'm no fan of any fiat currency. I'm no fan of any government. You guys know that. And again, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that uh, everything that the United States is doing right now is not going to lead to consumer price inflation. But I want to be accurate about it. I, I want to assess probabilities. And the probability of what she is saying coming to fruition or what she's predicting is incredibly low. Why? Because she can't even get her facts straight.
2: Biden's weakness, his war on American domestic energy production, the Ukraine war. And as you point out, because of all of these things, we've got America's enemies led by China forming a new economic bloc. And all it would take at this point now, because we're at this pivotal moment, Will, is Mm -hmm. for Saudi Arabia, who has indicated that they're open to this, to say, you know what, we're going to be open to considering other currencies to trade in oil. If that were to happen, there would be a complete implosion of the global economic system, but certainly the American economic system. And if that were to happen, you'd be looking at sky-high inflation, just raging Weimar Republic kind of inflation. If you think inflation is bad now, just wait. But more importantly, we would lose our economic dominance and we would lose our superpower status.
0: Okay. So you guys get what I'm saying. Let's look at the dollar here. I I think I've got a chart of the DXY. Okay. So now let's look at uh, what has actually happened. And we go back to 2020. Let's just start there because most people's argument is that the dollar is going to, well, her argument is that all this fiscal spending and QE and unprecedented fiscal and monetary policy uh, or reckless fiscal and monetary policy by the central planners is uh, creating this environment where the dollar is just absolutely plummeting and it's getting to the point now where it's going to lose its reserve currency status and that's going to implode the U.S. economy and that's going to lead to Weimar-style hyperinflation. And again, there's a lot of Things the U.S. is doing that will most likely lead to inflation, Uh, but but what she's talking about this specifically isn't really one of them. It's it doesn't really move the needle that much, and it definitely doesn't move the needle to the degree to which she's claiming. Most of you know from watching my videos that since 2020 we have had five trillion dollar deficits in 2020, and maybe even going into 2021 annualized. I mean that that is astronomical. And now I think the deficits have come down to maybe one, two trillion, which is still just epic. And still with the exception of COVID is, is unprecedented, but we couldn't. And then of course we had QE infinity. We had a trillion a day in repo committed. They didn't really transact that much, but they committed to up to a trillion a day in repo. They dropped rates down to 0% and talk about 2020 in March. So if you have ever, if you're ever going to witness reckless fiscal and monetary policy, we saw it in 2020 and 2021. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we were sending stimmy checks to everyone. It's literally helicopter money. Okay, so what happened to the dollar on the DXY? Well, we started right around 96 or so. And then you can see it did go down to 20 in 2021, at the end of 2021, uh, right around to 90. It got down, I think, 89 handle. But let's just say to 90. So it went down by... And then what has it done since then? It's skyrocketed all the way up to, it's called 113 or so. And now it's down at 103. But the dollar, just taking it from where it started in 2020, after all this fiscal, all this monetary, all this uh, reckless spending from the government, which I agree is totally reckless. But the dollar during that time went from 96 up to 104. So We got to look at the facts. We got to look at the charts. And uh, it's not that we shouldn't be worried about inflation. We absolutely should, but we should be worried about it for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.